0: welcome back to that's the t i'm rj and i'm ryan and we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible today ryan today week three recap episode man the injuries for this week were bad and it started off terrible very bad you we have a lot of season ending
1: injuries I feel like last week we may, may have had more like injuries in total, but it was lighter. It wasn't like right. this guy's going to be out forever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But I think when we talk about the first player, which is really the first injury that happened for week three, it was Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So Whoa. much buzz. Mm-hmm. Many people thought that he was going to be out for an extensive period of time. But it turns out, not really. Ian Rappaport says that Christian McCaffrey won't even be placed on IR and is only expected to miss two, count them, two games. So this week and next week, Ryan, let's say you own Chuba Hubbard. What do you do? What are you doing? You're just going to hold on tight? You're going to let go, try to trade him? Try to trade both Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard?
1: So I don't know if you noticed in fantasy, but I paid a premium
0: to get Chuba Hubbard. I unfortunately saw you do that, and I was no, no, no. very concerned. Why? 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 Unfortunate! Come on now.
1: You paid fifty <laughs> not... okay, percent. Don't, 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 don't expose how much I paid because I kind of regret going that high. But I have good reason for wanting him, though. I can use him for one. Okay. I don't like your face already. (laughs) I I like the fact that I can use him for one week and hamstring injuries are typically nagging injuries. And when Mm -hmm. CMC went down, you know, I think you should be a doctor because, you know, you you said he passed the eye test and, you know, he's only out for two weeks. So I think you're pretty certified, but, (laughs) you know only he's only out for two weeks they're nagging injuries i feel like chuba hubbard is or chuba hubbard is going to be a really good handcuff almost like an alexander madison because you dalvin cook is not the most durable of men out there in the league and christian mccaffrey has shown recently last year and this year that you know maybe he's not as durable as we thought
0: very fair so my question is uh, did anyone else pay 52 dollars uh, for alexander <laughs> madison Wait, no, 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 Brave no, 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 for free. No, because they drafted him.
1: They wasted a draft pick
0: on him. Wasted. You mean they saved 50% of their budget?
1: Yeah, okay, okay, okay. In our league, the guy who owned Dalvin Cook picked up Alexander Madison, I think, in round nine or ten. Mm-hmm. You could have had someone else in round nine or ten instead of a handcuff.
0: I see, I see.
1: Okay, you, you just don't like my move of picking up Chuba
0: Hubbard. <laughs> no, 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 don't get me confused. I'm fine with picking up Chuba Chuba Hubbard. My problem is you paid you you pulled in Elijah Mitchell for a guy that only plays two weeks. Guaranteed. I'm okay. I don't want to say I'm banking
1: on an injury. But low key, I am banking on an injury because of the nature of the hamstring injury. I am too almost a certified doctor. I'm not there yet. I'm working mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my way there. But I just I just I just remember that hamstring injuries, you know, they they don't disappear. Very, very you know, they, it gets tweaked pretty easily. So then I, I what I am expecting is that I can use Chuba Hubbard, like maybe for like six more weeks out of the season or like randomly, you know.
0: So here, here's my concern with that, and we can move on. When Christian McCaffrey is healthy, he's going to play. The only problem is two things can happen. One, they give him the regular workload, and he's perfectly healthy. I guess there's three options. Two, they reduce his workload and play Chuba Hubbard more to prevent re-aggravating the injury. In a 17-game season, yes. In a 17-game season. Or number three is the fact that, yes, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, and Chuba Hubbard Chuba Hubbard plays again. The only problem is two out of those three times, you don't know when to start him. If they split carries, are you going to start Chuba Hubbard in the flex?
1: I agree. You you can't. You, you can't. can't start him in the flex.
0: And let's say Christian McCaffrey tweaks it one week. You can't plug in Chuba Hubbard right after he tweaks it. He misses the week. And then you have to reevaluate next week. And then Christian McCaffrey might, might still play, but at 75%. And then he has to split the carries with Chuba Hubbard. And you said you would not want to start him.
1: You're, you're right. You're right. I guess I looked at it from a more black and white situation where if, you know, CMC tweaks his hamstring, he'll be out for a week and then I can just plug in Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. But you do bring up good points where it's, you know, it's like there's a tweak, but, you know, he's day to day. So he could exactly. play on a Sunday, you
0: know. Again, maybe I'm being optimistic because I own CMC and that's where a lot of my optimism comes. Maybe, maybe. I mean, as far as we know, they said he's expected to miss two weeks. He misses three, or he misses four, and then that's that's more value for you because I think Chuba Hubbard is probably like what you said. I think the best comparison is is literally Alexander Madison. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a he's a good player, and people don't talk about that enough.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I I do see how I spent a little too much on him, but you know, what's done is already done. What's done is already done.
0: I don't mean to put um, salt in the wound, but I'm in another uh, league. You already added Saul on there. Go ahead. And he was a free agent at 12.02 a.m. And so I picked him up for free. Chuba Hooper? Yeah.
1: So you're telling me he could have been a free agent
0: in the league? I spent $52. Could... Did you see the second highest bidder was 32 in that league? Wait,
1: how do you check the second highest bidder? Oh, you can.
0: Um, do you check on your phone? <laughs> We'll talk, about, we'll talk about it.
1: After. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know because I was like, if I put in 52 and I get it, it's fine because I don't know how much other people put and I won't ask. But I guess some people do know.
0: Yeah, you pay twenty dollars more premium. I didn't know, man. Then I'm um, so anyways. The next injury that I had. We'll talk about it off um off the podcast. But yeah, the second injury we have is another running back. It's James White. And so Adam Schefter reported that's a hip injury, and James White's pretty much expected to miss the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, right. why is this important? Big rip, right? Why is this important? The problem is that they don't use Damien Harris in the passing game. One, because he can't catch a ball. And two, they don't trust him in yeah. pass protection. Yeah. Which means that the James White role is open up to J.J. Taylor, Ramondre C- Stevenson, and Brandon Bolden. Mm-hmm. Ryan, in your opinion, who do you think benefits the most? And it's okay if you say Damian Harris, because that means he's just going to get more run. I think Damian
1: Harris will benefit the most because I I did look this up. James White gets about five carries per game. I think those five carries are automatically going to go to Damian Harris. I mean, if, if you're thinking rationally, I feel like it should go to Damian Harris, but you, what, the other part of it is that six or seven carries, I mean, uh, targets do open up, but I feel like they will open up to another position, which is part of my takeaway, which I will talk about later. Cause I don't think the other, the other three running backs you mentioned will benefit greatly off of this.
0: Interesting. Okay. That's fair. And to actually, to some extent, I agree with you. I'm fading Damien Harris a little bit, just a little bit, mm-hmm. because I don't know if, Whoever is going to take over the James White role is going to be one, a good pass catcher and two, because sometimes you have, you have to mix it up, especially if you're Bill Belichick, right? Yes. They can't be like, Oh, when Andre Stevenson's coming, it's going to be a pass. <laughs> Cause you know, James White had five carries, well, right?
1: Just saying that's what they did last year with Rex Burkhead. When Rex Burkhead came in, you know, probably a, <laughs> probably a run play. You you are right. You are right. But
0: <laughs> so I mean, they, they're yeah. not shying away from that fair very fair my point is that i think whoever will be the pass catcher will get some run whether it be like two or three carries yeah and the problem is if they look good as a runner they're going to be in more plays bill belichick's playbook opens up because they can pass protect as well so they can be in like the shotgun formation and whatever they do for that it's going to be scary i still think damien harris is the best is the biggest winner though
1: True, true. Plus I don't think it's anything to worry about for those 2 to 3 carries that that pass catching guy will get because it's only he's only getting those carries to keep the defense honest. So unless he turns it into a spectacular two or three runs, he's not going to see
0: a repeat of this or the volume go up at all. Very very true. All right. And to recap my entry is I have a list of players for you, Ryan, a list. Yes, okay. short list. These are players who are eligible to return from IR. And this can be super quick, depending on how you feel, because oh, you will okay. just okay. Like you this. will stop me when you hear a player's name that intrigues you when they come off of IR. And you just say, okay, you just make a comment, okay? Okay, I'll make that noise. Yeah. First player is Rashad Bateman.
1: I see. I, I you, you heard that. Like, I, I wanted to get the okay, yeah, but something didn't come out because I thought about it. It's like Lamar just keeps running the ball, man. Mark Andrews is barely getting any targets, even, and that's his favorite guy. So, I don't know how a brand new rookie is going to come in and steal the show.
0: Very true. I like the connection in training camp, but I mean, like, at this point, What does training camp even mean if Jamar Chase dropped like 10 balls and now he's a superstar? So what if the opposite happens? So wait and see for Rashad Bateman. I think he's worth stashing if you have an IR spot. But the thing is, I feel like people already stashed him. You can't pick up Rashad Bateman anymore.
1: True. Depends on your league. I was going Rashad Bateman, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm in leagues with you and I'm like,
0: Rashad Bateman is not an option for me. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. But yeah, okay. Moving on. So Rashad Bateman, eh? Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Yeah, right?
1: It's just not, not, not crazy. What do you feel?
0: I think Taylor Heineke needs to throw to someone else not named. Um, scary Terry. Scary Terry's scary good. Very true, but they, they are one-dimensional. Very true.
1: I feel like, if anything, he'll get integrated because of Ron Rivera and the connection. So he will find ways to get Curtis Samuel the ball. And it's just Taylor Heineke having to throw to Curtis Samuel because that's the play call. Like that.
0: Okay. John Ross on the Giants. Uh, No, 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 not excited
1: at all because they have a younger, probably more durable, better version of John Ross. His name's Kadarius Tony, and they're not really using him well.
0: Ah, So like if they're not using Tony,
1: they're not going to use Ross. Well, why, why, why would you? They're, they're basically the same player. And then Kadarius Tony is the better guy right now or the one with the most potential because he's still young, quick, you know, no injuries yet. No injuries. Fair. Okay. Nikhil Harry. On the Pats, right? Mm-hmm. The, the team that didn't want him and the team that he didn't want either. Mm-hmm. Not, excited. Not excited. Not excited.
0: Okay. Last player, T.Y. Hilton. Oh,
1: T.Y. I, I Okay, sorry, it's probably an exaggeration. I'm not excited for this one. I was just excited because TY brings a lot of good memories, but Carson Wentz, man, like he's listed with ankles as his injury report. (laughs) Plural ankles. Like, (laughs) what in the world? Mm -hmm. It doesn't
0: make sense. I'm not excited for TY, are you? No. I think the only player I'm like super excited about on this list, not being biased, is just Rashad Bateman because. The most potential. The ceiling. Yeah, the yeah. most potential. That's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I had for my injuries, Ryan. All right. Take it away for yours. I got two, and it'll be pretty quick. The first one, KJ
1: Hamler. So he went down with season-ending ACL injury, which leaves Cortland, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and Deontay Spencer, if you will, on, uh, on the depth chart. So I think we talked about this a few weeks back when Jerry Judy went down, and now we're having the same conversation. So, when Jerry Judy went down, we said Noah Fan and Cortland Sutton would be the beneficiaries of this injury. And uh, to be completely honest, I think Noah Fan didn't really see an uptick in targets at all. And Cortland Sutton saw his usual amount, and it was mainly Tim Patrick that kind of stood out. Tim Patrick got like a lot of like an uptick in his uh, targets. So, basically, the question is now what? KJ Hamler's out. Who benefits? Is it the same three now? Noah fan, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick, or you know, Deontay Spencer gonna be the new Tim Patrick this time around.
0: I think you said it perfectly. I think it's Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick until Jerry Judy comes back. Okay.
1: And and that's gonna be a while because Jerry Judy was out for at least six weeks.
0: Correct. So yeah. now he
1: still has like about three to four weeks left three four. being yeah, out. So not bad. So long-term value then when Jerry Judy comes back, are we just fading Tim Patrick then? And then we yes. keep Noah Finn. Okay. I Correct.
0: like that. I think the, the biggest beneficiary, like what you said, will still be Cortland Sutton. Mainly because they use him in like all three levels and he's the field stretcher for some reason. <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. I don't get it. He's not the fastest one. It was KJ Hamlin. What happened? He got hurt.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Second injury, Juju. Uh, I don't think this one is as bad as KJ Hamler because it really isn't as bad. It's just a matter of when he'll come back. It's just day to day for him. But first, Deontay Johnson, we still don't know if he's coming back this week. And now Juju might not play this week. So in the meantime, and for this week, do we look to James Washington? Or who do we look to? Or just Chase Chase Claypool going to get 20 targets?
0: I don't trust this offense anymore. (laughs) Do you trust their team? No, I don't. I don't. And that that's that is the problem. Um, Juju's out, Deontay Johnson's out. I do you want James Washington? You don't? No, you don't. And it's one of those things where you pick up James Washington, you put him on the bench, he does an okay game. You start thinking about it, and then Juju's healthy, then Deontay Johnson's healthy. Now you can't start James Washington.
1: I agree. Okay. So my last question then is. You said you don't trust this offense. Is it just because Juju and Deontay Johnson are out? Or even when they come back, you don't trust what you saw in three weeks with the Steelers?
0: I I think Big Ben's done. He is big literally Ben's the done. shell of who he was before. Uh, okay, And it's evident. It's like that same thing that we saw with Eli Manning. Maybe like two years ago. You remember the, uh-huh, the uh-huh. big yeah, yeah. drop-off? Yes, yes. This is the big drop-off.
1: Okay, well, the, I have another spark then. Do you sell Juju and Deontay deontay johnson now then you
0: can't anymore
1: well uh, you you can't but the longer you wait the less value you're going to get so right now you can still turn around for something i mean you might not turn around for a starter but you can turn around you know for a bench warmer just something of value
0: if you can get deontay johnson if you could swap deontay johnson for a player like josh jacobs yes no
1: I think yeah that'll be a yes if you can but the other guy who has josh jacobs i don't know
0: why he would want deontay johnson okay would you flip would you flip deontay johnson for robbie anderson oh that's tough see
1: see in, the more you think about it now or the more i think about it it's tough because robbie anderson doesn't even get targets And no matter how bad the Steelers' offense is, you know they're just going to force-feed the ball to Deontay Johnson. So you're just hoping that something's going to come out of this and that something is not another knee injury because they're Mm -hmm. overusing the man.
0: Do you know what's a really hot take that people really aren't talking about, but shit? What? You can replace the names of probably Juju, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, and um, Marvin Jones – uh-huh. And they probably have identical stats.
1: Yeah, but it's just one has a a big marquee name, so then people value them more. Exactly. But they
0: they're really playing at the same level. Their offense is playing at the same level too. Exactly. That's exactly. Producing. I don't know. I don't know why the hype is not as much as it, it is, but I think going back to your question, the only players that I would trust on Pittsburgh is just Najee Harris and maybe Clay um, Chase Claypool right now. I'm on the Harris train chase Claypool. I don't know,
1: but all right, moving on then. What's your first takeaway of the week?
0: Ryan, I'm going to surprise you here. I only have two takeaways because one of them is a little long. Okay. So to to even it out, you can go first with your three. All right.
1: My first one is so Zeke put up his uh, second straight good game in a row against the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday. Mm -hmm. He became the person we thought he would become when Mm -hmm. You know, people drafted him in the top five of a lot of leagues. So with the threat of Tony Pollard, who is not far behind Zeke in carries, is it time to sell Zeke after a 25 point game? I think it's a controversial question because his 25 point game, 12 of those points were from touchdowns. He had 17 carries. And I think Tony Pollard had like 11. So Tony Pollard is not behind. It's just, he's getting some goal line carries too.
0: Mm -hmm. Zeke. Zeke is. So do you sell Zeke? Are you selling Nick Chubb? Got
1: your answer, buddy. Got your answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, because but the perspective I was looking at it from is that you drafted Zeke to be a top 5 running back, but I don't think he can he'll give you top 5 running back numbers by the end of the year. True. Uh-huh. So uh, may- maybe I was just too quick to jump ship and say, let's give up on this guy.
0: No, it's okay, because you, you are thinking how a lot of people are thinking, and that's totally fine. Was I being too rash with how I answered? Yeah, I will. But it's, <laughs> it's the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. People are scared about Ezekiel Elliott, but it's just like, how are you treating Nick Chubb? Why can't, why can't Tony Pollard just be good and play like Kareem Hunt? Why does Ezekiel Elliott's value have to go down? I think
1: my fear, and it might not be like completely rational, but my fear is that the Browns' offense is built around running the ball Dallas has options. Dallas has a lot of passing options. Michael Gallup's going to come back too. So I think that's the part that scares me more,
0: but I don't know if that's
1: rational to think that way.
0: Give and take, because if you pass the ball, the box is open. True. Cleaner box, but like what you said, I will only be concerned if Ezekiel Elliott's efficiency goes down and Tony Pollard gets more carries.
1: I see. Okay, so something to monitor over the next few weeks.
0: Yes, correct okay your turn Ryan it's very funny because my takeaway handcuff or standalone value okay Ryan I'll give you two players yeah nice little fun game one is the starter and one is the handcuff and you will tell me which of the two has more points you'll guess and I'll tell you the answer so I,
1: I, I I guess
0: yes so I'll, I'll give you two names okay. Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines who do you think has more points
1: you know, because of the way you set up this game, I feel like I'm forced to say Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. even though my gut instinct
0: was Jonathan Taylor. Okay, so is Naheem Hines your final answer? Yeah, Naheem Hines is my final answer. He has more points. Jonathan Taylor is currently RB28. Naheem Hines is currently RB22. You are right. Wow. Jonathan Taylor is a that- bust okay people are see you're worried about ezekiel elliott people are concerned about jonathan taylor well, and <laughs> everyone has different problems depending on who they drafted <laughs> very true do you know what's the biggest worry about jonathan taylor what no red zone carries they don't trust him in the red zone right now is it because the fumbling issues or Like what like what, what's the deal i think in game one or game two he had like nine carries within the 10 yard line he didn't convert so they, uh, they tonight so he just ran into a score. brick
1: wall, you know? Yeah. Man, what a bust. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just because people are talking him up like this thing. This guy was going to be the next big thing. And they mm-hmm. drafted him like he was going to be the next big thing.
0: And he just busted. Yeah,
1: and he busted.
0: Thinking Tyreek
1: Hill above him would have been insane back then. But then three weeks into the season, I think Tyreek Hill is way better than him. You're not wrong.
0: Yeah, you go take not. Stephon
1: Diggs over this guy who went literally like five to six picks
0: after Jonathan Taylor. Very true. I think there, I think Jonathan Taylor was was a little bit of a reach, especially with like Carson Wentz possibly being injured, Quentin Nelson possibly being injured. But yeah. that's that's a glad me we don't have him? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But moving on, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt?
1: I think Nick. Oh, I just remember Kareem. Kareem Hunt had that crazy game where he scored over like 20 points or something, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I'm going to go Nick Chubb still.
0: Nick Please Chubb has 45.8 points. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt has 45.9 points. Kareem oh, Hunt my God. Very narrowly <laughs> outscored Nick Chubb.
1: That's very concerning considering Nick Chubb went round one and Kareem Hunt did not go
0: round one right exactly but again could be inflated because of the big game but see that that's where the concern is why was Hunt being used so much and not nick chubb when they're trying to milk the clock against a bad chicago offense it does,
1: it doesn't make sense to me either but you see when we look at it in terms of total point like 45.8 versus 45.9 i feel like we don't get the whole story of how unreliable it is to start Kareem Hunt Mm -hmm. because a bulk of those points came from one game and you don't know which game that's going to be when you start him. So, so it's very risky. So I think that's where the, the why he was drafted much later than Nick Chubb, but I still don't understand why they did not run the ball with Nick Chubb when
0: it was against Mr. Fields, Mr. Fields. Exactly. Something to monitor moving forward. You brought up, their names before, I'm gonna bring it up again. Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard, who has scored the most points? Zeke, right? He, he had a bigger game last week. Ezekiel Elliott is currently RB8. Tony Pollard is RB18. Oh, there yeah, is a yeah, 20, there's a 12-point difference between the two. Okay, so it's not it's not a lot. Well, it is technically a whole game ahead of him. Twelve point, like twelve. Point true, 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 true. A hundred yard so, game, huh? 100 yard. Yeah, there you go. So something okay. to monitor. DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift,
1: probably because of that one huge game he had.
0: Correct. Do you know what running back ranking DeAndre Swift is right now? Top twelve. I'm. I'm he, is, no? he is. He is RB three. Oh, he's RB three with fifty points. Jamal Williams is RB11. They are oh, both top, top 12, 12 running backs. If okay. they end up in the top 12, I'll be
1: so upset. It'll be crazy, right? Yeah, because I, I literally faded these guys before I even got a chance to even say their names or anything.
0: Right? Crazy. I don't know. It w- Detroit's a lot better team than, than a lot of people thought. Yeah. Well-coached. Well-coached, yes. Okay. Last one, I promise. Mike Davis, Corderell Patterson.
1: Has to be Cordarelle, right? Because everyone's talking about Corderell Patterson right now.
0: Mike Davis is currently running back 23. Corderell Patterson is running back nine. Ah. Uh, Crazy, right? So you know he's so- actually a wide
1: receiver too. You know, he's listed as a, he, he's an offensive weapon, if you will.
0: He he literally fits perfectly in the flex for yes. fantasy football teams yes. don't complicate did you start a wide receiver running back i started quarter l patterson <laughs> but i am again, a big brain <laughs> big brain right the whole point of this handcuffs have genuine value right mm-hmm. they have genuine standalone value and i wouldn't look at you funny if you started one of these players in the flex yeah right i think you can go two things with this one trade them to a team that needs a running back or two trade them to a team that needs the handcuff and have them worry about who to start every single week very
1: true so in that case it's also handcuffs are good but you don't want any part of it
0: (laughs) see it's interesting because handcuffs are you don't want to deal with it you don't want to deal with it and if both of them are good who do you start exactly
1: so that's why like like i said handcuffs are very valuable and good in fantasy but just make sure it's not your problem (laughs) make sure it's not your problem but yeah that's all i had for my first takeaway go for it Ryan. All right, my second one, I think this one is more geared towards you a little bit. I need your insight, Brandon Ayuk. So uh, I'm sure he's unavailable for you to pick up in your, uh, your, your guys' league. But to the guy that has him on his team, I don't think he's starting either. I think Brandon Ayuk has been warming for him. So mm-hmm. is it time to put him back in the starting lineup? After no. him being a full-time starter in week three? Every down player. No. 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 What is wrong with Brandon Ayuk? Is my question to you. I want Trey Lance. You so will Trey Lance throw the ball to Brandon Ayuk?
0: I think the ball can actually move better. Okay. The pro- okay. The problem is that, <laughs> but the ball that- did move. Just saying. It's yes. just,
1: I think it was, it was it's other reasons why you lost against the Packers.
0: It's literally because Jimmy Garoppolo, so this isn't about the Packers. The way that we lost was because of our defense. I'll, um, That's that's pretty much it. But I don't understand why Jimmy Garoppolo's, every time his first read is Debo Samuel. This is coming from someone who owns Debo Samuel. Don't throw him the damn ball in triple coverage. He can, like, it's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard
1: he doesn't do. understand the concept of first read you know it's like oh. first he saw first most valuable player must throw it to him
0: god like it's just he thinks first read means only read like no well, you have it. other you have other players and as a as the problem with me right now there is not that good of a connection with brandon Ayuk that i saw watching the last three games once that trust is there then i'll then i'll bring brandon Ayuk back in the only reason why his his stat line looked good Week three was because of the touchdown.
1: Yeah, it was solely because of the touchdown because it was four passes for 37 yards. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah, Debo will Samuel will still do better. Yeah, okay. So,
1: no start just yet. All right,
0: your last takeaway? Yes. We are bringing this to Twitter. What do you mean by that? What do you I know, mean by real, that? What do you mean by that? That's why I just nodded. I was like, okay. <laughs> I asked two questions on social media over the last week. And I'm gonna ask you now, Ryan. Oh, social media. Yes. Yeah. So question number one. With I feel Rashad... like it's very oh sorry. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Sorry. It
1: was a stupid thought. I was I was gonna say feel it feels very boomer to say to refer to social media
0: as social media. Oh yeah, I guess so. But... but that's how I refer to it. But I just I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. With Rashad Bateman's return looming, who will be the odd man out? And this already Run heavy offense. Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Mark Andrews, or will Rashad Bateman.
1: I think it's Sammy Watkins. I don't think Sammy Watkins is getting enough attention right now in the offense. And Marquise Brown always finds a way to somehow put up fantasy points, no matter how bad his day is. So far oh. as what he's shown this this year, you know. And mm-hmm. I think Mark Andrews slowly developed that connection with him again already. And uh, so that's why I think Rashad Bateman, there's no way they're not going to try because Rashad Bateman was a really high pick for them. They're not just going to forget him. If anything, they'll forget Sammy Watkins and not look stupid.
0: Very fair. You had the same answer as 82% of people that answered that question. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That was out of like thank 200 you. people. So that was pretty good. Nice. Oh, I have one more yes. question for you, Ryan. Wait, 200 people responded to, to, to this yeah. poll. Yeah. oh my god yeah we're kind of popping on twitter i'm telling you like we're making moves okay last question that i have for you saquon barkley or ceh rest of the season oh saquon i gotta go saquon saquon 100% sure. i'm gonna go saquon don't worry about it. Seventy-four percent also wow.
1: You know it's so funny. I love how you read these Twitter polls to me because you know I don't go on Twitter, so it's yeah. not like I know the answers to these things. Exactly. That's why.
0: That's why I brought it up. But again, do you agree,
1: though, Saquon and uh, oh, Sammy yeah, 100%.
0: Watkins? Okay, hundred percent. Okay. Um That's why we dropped Sammy Watkins in the, uh, and that's league. why you traded Ceh away. Ah, yes. In the other week, yeah. <laughs> no longer ceh believer but everyone does well after i trade the, just like ceh but yeah that's all i have for my takeaway go for it Ryan. finish it. The last
1: one i'll keep it really quick and you can answer really quick i think you know a lot about this player too kendrick Bourne. so this is what i was alluding to earlier in the takeaway i think we all forgot he existed until james white got injured white is now out for the season and he has six to seven targets per game in week one and two week three he got injured which is just this Last week, and we got a huge dose of poly B. So I think the targets may be going to Kendrick Bourne, man. Like, sure, he's listed as the third receiver behind Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, but he's clearly outperforming Nelson Aguilar. He might not be getting as many looks as Jacoby Myers, but the thing is, with the looks he's been getting, he's doing much better than Aguilar. Like, thank
0: God we got rid of i <laughs> Um so I guess your question is what do I kind of see in Kendrick Bourne or like yeah, is Ward there is Sandwichen? there
1: something here because he I remember on the Niners last season he scored a lot of crucial touchdowns for you guys. Maybe he wasn't very fantasy relevant but he was a big player in real life. See and,
0: and and that's where the problem is. I don't know if he will be fantasy relevant but I think he's he's a good player. Okay. And that's it. Um it's I think if he outplays um Nelson Aguilar there's a chance he could be a flex player because he's a number two guy now he's number two guy the only problem is if you can't say that like with your whole chest that Jacoby Myers can play in the flex you can't say Kendrick Bourne can can play in your flex spot you know what I'm saying I see but don't you think Kendrick Bourne's more experienced more clutch
1: than Jacoby Myers I mean Jacoby Myers could still be very clutch but he hasn't shown it he hasn't gotten
0: opportunities to show it just because he doesn't have any touchdowns doesn't mean he's not talented. You know, he you know he's like the only player with like 120 receptions with with no touchdown. Yes, yes, but that's what happened to Michael Thomas too and you see how his fantasy value went down the drain.
1: He's a very good player but you know we need touchdowns to win the games.
0: Okay, from a fantasy off, standpoint, Kendrick Bourne is worth putting on your watch list, but I need to see one more week. And I will not pay kidding. the premium. I'll pay the premium $8 eight in FAB.
1: $8? To get worry. if You I already know, it. I'll always outbid. <laughs> With what money? <laughs> oh, you're funny. All right. Give us a recap of the Char- Charity Fantasy League, and then we'll
0: wrap this episode up. Yeah, no worries. Ryan, we did not win this I week. I'm not surprised. We lost 105 to 98 against, I don't even want to know, I don't even know who it was, but it was literally because CMC got injured. If we played Chupa Hubbard, we would have won. You know that, right? If we just sub, if we if we decided to be funny and just played <laughs> Chuba Hubbard, we would have been funny instead CMC. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only thing that would have gotten us to win. Okay, but
1: good thing is you picked up Chupa Hubbard and now we can start him, right?
0: Correct. Yes. Um That also reminds me of one thing, so I'll bring it up at the end. But yeah, Chuba Hubbard, potential trade. I don't want uh, Mm. to talk about it. Bad decisions we made. We sat Jalen Waddle over CMC. eh,
1: It's not not bad because we wouldn't have known.
0: Exactly. Who would
1: ever sit CMC? You'd be out of your mind.
0: True, True. Very true. And good decisions we made. So you know how we talked about J.J. Taylor and Andre Stevenson? Yes, we picked up both of them. Oh, what what a lucky lucky day for us! We have to lock we 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 have some share of the Patriots backfield, and I think one of them has to pop off, and will probably be better than A.J. Dillon. Let's be honest here. For sure, for sure, because A.J. Dillon is literally Mister Three Points a Game. Exactly, exactly, and the other plus is that we actually have Chuba Hubbard. So. At least one of the running back spots is secured. The only problem is, Ryan, we were offered a trade. So the person that that we offered, we asked for Javante Williams. They said no. Now, someone's someone high on Javante Williams. Someone, Williams. Someone offered Marvin Jones and James Robinson for Chuba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey.
1: Oh. And we get James Robinson and Marvin Jones. I don't know about this, man. I don't think I don't think that's a benefit to us,
0: man. Do you know what's really messed up? We don't up? need Marvin Jones. <laughs> this guy has Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, and James Robinson. Oh, so he has a lot of running backs. And he decides to give us the worst one on his bench mm-hmm. and a wide receiver on his bench. We start four wide receivers every week, Ryan. Right? <laughs> it's don't not think even his- for CMC and Chuba Hubbard. And he's 3-0 right now. Hey man, The
1: disrespect.
0: It was disrespectful. I feel disrespected like Tom Brady right now. That's what I'm saying, Ryan. I want out. I don't want to play in this league anymore. <laughs> it was it was take me to Tampa. It, it was a little messed up especially if we were giving him CMC after 2 weeks. Yeah. And he wants the handcuff too that's what i'm saying for james robinson i mean i'm not bashing on this guy he's three and but i mean like dude if you gave us ezekiel elliott i would have thought about it you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like he's really like dude this guy has zeke like, and david montgomery and he couldn't give us either of them for cmc yeah, yeah. yeah. the guy's crazy guy is crazy but that's Man's all i have wild. to say same here.
1: Yeah. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we run it back by recapping week four.
0: And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.